Welcome, you delicious human, to the Love Yourself podcast, hosted by yours truly, Kate Pirtle. I'm here to make your life happier and healthier and teach you everything I've learned about becoming a self-loving human and building a really solid connection with yourself. On this podcast, I'll be giving you my best advice, mindset, and perspective shifts so that you can realize how fucking incredible you truly are and learn how to treat yourself like your own BFF. Here, we take the fluff out of self-luff, <laughs> but we do not fuck around. The relationship you have with yourself is literally the most important one in your entire life, and I am here to show you how. So without further ado, let's dive right on in to today's episode. What is up, you delicious human? Welcome back to the podcast, or if you are new here, welcome. This is episode number 25, and today I want to talk about creating change in 2021. So if you haven't seen already, I did do a 2020 reflection, 2021 intention setting episode, and in that episode, in the show notes, there's a downloadable document to answer a series of questions because... The process of reflection and intention setting is incredibly important and there's this really cool energy at the end of a year and the start of a new year that I think we should all take advantage of. Like when you're in the middle of a year, you don't feel that fresh new energy. You just, you know, keep going on with your life and keep doing what you're doing. But there's this really cool energy in like, January like end of December January for like the whole month and I really really think that we should take advantage of that and there's yeah there's just something magical about new fresh beginnings and to be truthful we can take advantage of that like every week or every month but there's just something really cool about the start of the year and so When we go about creating change and setting goals, it's really important that we actually create something that's realistic and do it in a way that's meaningful and that's going to work. I used to be the person that at the start of the year, like end of year, start of year, I would sit down and I would write out like 500,000 goals in all areas of my life. So I would look at my health my personal development, my business, my relationship, and my family. And in each of those five areas, I would write out like 10 goals in each of those areas. So that's 50 things that I wanted to look at and achieve in the year. And did I get all of them done? No. (laughs) I had a an incredibly high expectation that I was superwoman and I could get like achieve 50 different things. And although I do think I'm superwoman, like I genuinely think that I what well, I I am an achiever and I get a lot done and and that's one of like my favorite things about myself that I can, you know, set my mind to something and and do it and of course that's something that every human being can do also. But this year, I have really looked at goal setting incredibly differently, and I wanted to kind of share that process with you because at the start of 2020, I know for me, and I also know for like a lot of my friends and family and clients and people that I had discussions with on Instagram and things like that, 2020 was going to be everyone's year, and it was like, you know, it was a new decade, and like new fucking shit was happening, and and last year, honestly, I had this... um, on the 
cupboard in the office that I was work like it was our second bedroom and on the cupboard it was a I don't know it was a thing that I could write on in a whiteboard and and on that I had yeah literally goals in every area and for me 2020 was like set all of the shit and make all of the shit happen and I'm slapping my hand that's that noise (laughs) um and you know it was the year that my life was gonna change and blah blah and then 2020 turned out to be 2020 and so regardless of the fact of 2020 being 2020 I guess the growth that I've had um, across 2020 has really made me re-establish and re-look at the way that I set goals and um, I yeah like I said I'm doing it very very differently this year and I wanted to share that to help encourage you to be a little bit more realistic about the goals that you set. Not to say don't dream big and don't imagine and don't like have that childlike imagination and wonder about like what you can actually achieve because we can achieve a lot if we set our mind to things. Um, so I'm not being a um, negative human in that by trying to be a realist, but I do think that setting 50 goals for yourself is just something that's you're basically setting yourself up for failure when you're doing that because to expect yourself to do that is pretty fucking slim. So in the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, which is honestly one of my favorite books I've ever read and I've read a fuckload of like personal development growth related books um, and this is one of my favorite books and the reason for that is one, the content in the book is like super helpful, super applicable, super like you can apply it, you can apply the information in the book. It's not just like a fuzzy up in the air inspirational kind of book. It's like, all right, here's what you can do and go and do it. Um, But also because it's the first book that I read that really affirmed what I already believed and the way that I already thought. And not that I really needed a book to affirm everything that I believed and thought, but when I was listening to the book, I tend to listen to audiobooks whilst I'm training at the gym. There's an app called Audible, if you haven't heard of it, A-U-D-I-B-L-E. And it's a really great way if you drive a lot to work or if you catch public transport, obviously not in the context of 2020, no one was going anywhere, um, or to listen to whilst you're going on a walk, things like that. So um, Audible is a fantastic way to listen to books if you don't have... um, you know, time to sit down and read, whatever. So when I was listening to the book and I was training at the gym, I was stopping like mid-set and just writing shit down and being like, yeah. And I was like saying yes out loud because I'm like, fuck, this is just like, it just really affirms what I already believed in the way that I kind of already operated. And so, yeah, if you're looking for a, a new book that's a really helpful growth-oriented style book, then Atomic Habits by James Clear. But I guess, I mean, there's a lot of really strong fantastic, um, incredibly important messages to take out of the book. But one of the most important messages that he shares and that I think is really important is the focus on small daily habits and focusing on just like a small 1% improvement each day so that you're not overwhelming yourself, you're not creating things that are way too hard to actually stick to, but rather you're focusing on literally one small change every single day and consistently adhering to that one small change. And then, of course, over time, those small daily habits and changes compound 
to, you know, achieve big things. So I did do an episode called episode number 15, how to build self-trust. And that was all about the one promise rule and setting one um, thing to stick to for a period of 30 days and creating self-trust by setting something and then following through with it. And the thing to set was something that takes you less than 10 minutes that is achievable, um, feels achievable. And then of course, by consistently doing that, you one, work on forming the habit, but two, you also create that self-belief and self-trust, which may be lacking or missing at the moment. And so I encourage you to also listen to that episode, episode number 15. But the 1% improvement every single day makes it feel a lot more achievable. So I feel, and as I said, going into you know 2020 and years prior, I set like 50,000 gazillion things for me to commit to. Um, and did I achieve them all? No. Did I feel bad about it? Not really, because I then was able to reflect on the fact that I set too many goals. But for a period of time, yes. So going into achieving something, whether that's, you know, I've got 30 kilos or 50 kilos to lose, or I want to start a business, or I want to start a YouTube channel, a podcast, I, you know, want a million dollars in my bank account, I want a promotion at work, I... Um, I don't know, want to get in a relationship, whatever it might look like in your life, whatever, whatever area it is that you're trying to achieve something in. Sometimes, or a lot of the times we set these big audacious goals, which of course is a fantastic thing, but the issue lies where the big audacious goals feels so overwhelming. We know how hard it's going to be and how long it's going to take to achieve it. So then we get lost in our overwhelm and we don't actually do anything. And I can speak to health, of course, because for the last four years I've been weight loss coaching and I I solely was coaching women who had at least 20 up to like, you know, 100 kilos that they needed to lose. And for a lot of them, one, they had a lack of trust and belief in themselves because they had, in inverted commas, failed so many times because they'd tried these stupid, ridiculous fad diet bullshits that are unsustainable. And two, looking at the facts like, fuck, I have 20 kilos to lose, I have 50 kilos to lose, I have 100 kilos to lose. And I was realistic about with them saying, you know, this is going to take 6, 12, 24 months to achieve this. That feels fucking huge and fucking gigantic and that amount of time and the acknowledgement of the amount of hard work it's going to take is a deterrent for a lot of people. But unfortunately, if we want to create change, if we want to shift our behaviours, it does fucking take a lot of hard work and it is really fucking hard and the hardest part is that we have to push through all of our limiting beliefs and all of the bullshit that we tell ourselves on a consistent basis which holds us back from actually creating change. And the other thing that we're working through is our brains are literally programmed to keep us safe. And safety, like hundreds of years ago, looked like not getting eaten, eaten by a fucking lion in the, middle of a, in the middle of the jungle. But in this day and age, our brains are still exactly the same. It's just that we're in a different context. And so safety and comfort for our brain is keeping us in what exists as as normality and as like like usual routine and so our brains are essentially working against us which makes it incredibly hard to change now is it impossible of course not there's 
hundreds and thousands of people who have who have come before you who have achieved exactly what you want to achieve so it's not impossible but i'm only sharing this to share of course it's fucking hard to change we're literally working against ourselves but that's not to say that you can't do it but yes it will be hard and it will take a long time so acknowledging that is one thing but then setting up a plan where you can actually commit to it and it's not overwhelming in a in a deterring way is like the most important thing that you can do so when you focus on the one promise rule or the one percent improvements every single day then you're really only focusing on the 24 hours that you have in front of you and what's like what's the one thing that i can do today that i can make the time for because i love myself and i respect myself and it's important to me to do in the next 24 hours And then you do the thing, you feel good about doing the thing and you wake up the next day and you're like, all right, this one day in this 24 hour period, what's the thing that I can do? And then you go seven days and you've done it seven times and then you're two weeks and you've done it 14 times. And then before you know it, it's a month and then it's fucking six months and then it's 12 months. The truth about life is it's going to fucking go anyway. Like life will continue to happen regardless of whether you do or don't commit to something. So you may as well fucking commit to something because over the days and weeks and months and years, you're going to grow as a human if you're committing to the one small thing that compounds over time. Yet, like I said, so many people allow the time or the how hard it might be or the challenge of it to deter them so then they don't do anything. But then the reverse happens where you actually continue to like get worse, I don't know, like for lack of a better word, get worse at a 1% rate every single day. And so then you're a week, two weeks, a month, a year um, in a worse off position than you would have been if you just fucking did one thing to commit to every single day. So the choice is yours. Like we have choices in life. We can commit to ourselves or we can continue to not commit to ourselves and continue to not improve and continue to go down a path that feels unfulfilling, that doesn't make us happy, that actually makes us feel like shit and that we continue to beat ourselves up about. So if anything, I really want you to work on this year, making sure that you're committing to something. And when I share about this process, I actually don't want you to be like, all right, these 47 areas of my life, these are the 500 things I'm going to do within each area and full stop the end, let's go make it happen. This year, goal setting for me looks quite different. And the reason that it looks quite different is because I am only picking two areas of my life to focus on, at least for the first three to six months of this year. And within that, I'm only picking two to three things to focus on. So instead of 50 things, I have like four to six things to focus on. And by doing that, what's going to happen is that the other areas of my life will improve as a result. And what I mean by that is I'm a firm believer in how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you're committing to growing yourself as a human, you're going to show up better as a partner or a daughter or a mother or a whatever you are in your life in terms of the humans that are around you. If you work on your business and work on your financial independence and work on your financial freedom, then of course you're like, you're less stressed in terms of living your life and 
again, as a result, you'll show up better because financial stress fucking sucks. If you want, if you show up better in your job, then it increases your chances of getting promoted or, um, you know, progressing in your career. And so I, that's my focus for this year. Um, Oh, sorry, at least for the first three to six months. My sole focus is my personal health and development and my business. And within those two areas, like I said, there's two to three goals that I'm really focusing on. And that feels exciting. It feels doable. It feels achievable because already with pivoting my business and you know, all the shit that's been happening, it, it, it does feel like it feels overwhelming in an exciting way. And I like to use the term nerve sighted, like I'm nervous and excited and overwhelmed all at once. But by really breaking it down and setting just like two to three tangible goals in each of these two areas, I know that as a result of focusing on that, I'm going to show up better in all other areas. And by being the person that I want to be with my health and with my business, then I know that there's the potential of attracting a human being to get in a new relationship. And so by setting a very small amount of things that I want to focus on, I know that the other areas of my life are going to co- like come up or improve as a result of that. So when you are looking at creating change this year, and if you are similar to past me in setting you know, I'm going to do this, 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 and all 700 things, then I really, really encourage you to just really pull it back and focus on two to three areas and set two to three goals within each of those areas of your life. And like I said, as a result of you focusing on those, the other areas will naturally improve with the intention and goal setting in those two areas. So when you do that, those small things to focus on seem quite insignificant in the moment. Like, let's say you have a goal of meditating for five minutes every single day. In the moment, that five minutes of meditation feels insignificant. It's like, great, cool, I did it for five minutes, that's fucking nothing. Five minutes in the scheme of 24 hours is absolutely fuck all. And is this even working? But as a result of committing to yourself for five, like you, yourself and your mental health, um, for five minutes every single day, the compound impact of that five minutes in seven days is you've committed to yourself for 35 minutes. And that's 35 minutes that you previously would have scrolled on your phone, you know, like, I don't know, whatever you do. Um... And as a result of that 35-minute investment in yourself over the seven days, I could almost guarantee that you will, as a result of the continued commitment, you'll start to feel calmer, you'll start to feel less stressed, you'll start to react less in your relationship or with your kids, you'll just naturally start to feel better and more connected to yourself and Again, that might sound like, what the fuck? Like, it's only 35 minutes, but try it. Fucking try it. And then come and tell me that it didn't actually help you. And of course, then the commitment to the five minutes means that you're carving out that time just for you. And over time, what happens is you'll move that five minutes to 10 minutes, and then you'll move that to 15 minutes. And then 
I don't know how long you want to meditate for. I can't sit for too long personally. Some people meditate for like a fucking hour a day. That's not me. But, you know, the commitment to yourself will grow and you'll get better at it. And then you will start to notice the impact of that commitment to yourself over time. So an example that James Clear uses in the book is if a pilot was flying from um, LA to New York. So of course, Americans get that reference. If you're in Australia, um, LA to New York is basically the same distance from Sydney to Perth. So it's like a five, six hour flight. So if a pilot was flying from LA to New York and they took the path, of course, they would land in New York. But if they, if the front of the plane was turned just three degrees, which again, seems really fucking insignificant, three degrees, like, oh, cool, like, what's that going to fucking do? But across the five to six hour flight, instead of landing in New York, they would land in DC, Washington, DC. And for anyone who doesn't know, that's, and I'm not great at geography, but I, I do know that it's like several hundred miles away. So... 3% change of the front of the plane over a five to six hour flight means that the flight would end up in DC a couple of hundred miles away. So again, 3% seems fucking insignificant, but as a compound over time, it means a massive difference. And so if we take that example and implement it into your life, if you're making these small 1% changes and committing to it over time, then it's going to compound and it's going to add up and it's going to be extremely significant over time. So when you go to create change this year, or you may have already set your goals, and of course you can review them, I really want you to just focus on not setting the 500 things to achieve, but really honing in on like, what's the most important thing for you? Why is that important for you? And then creating things like creating things that you can then break down and implement into little small daily behaviors. So another thing that I want you to really think about is when you're creating change and creating new behaviors and new habits, you actually have to become a different person and you actually have to shift your beliefs in order to create that change. And so to give you an example, when I first started my weight loss journey, six or so years ago, I was 135 kilos and I truly believed about myself at like an identity level that I was a fat person. Like I I was like, I'm fat. And as a result of that it wasn't like I have fat like I have excess fat on my body it was I am fat at an identity level and for me the meaning that I placed on that identity was I'm lazy people don't love me people only like me when I'm drunk I have to be drunk to have fun and feel confident um, you know I hate working out I don't like healthy food like there was so many different meanings that I placed on that identity and so When you place meanings on an identity, you create beliefs about yourself. And those beliefs are things that then uh, are represented through your thoughts, your feelings and your behaviors. And so because I had an identity about being a fat person and then the beliefs associated with that, of course, my behaviors represented that. So I would 
not go to the gym. I would eat like shit. I would drink way too much. Um, I would only come out of my shell around people that I felt uncomfortable around when I was severely intoxicated. And so changing my behaviors was incredibly hard to begin with because I still believed that I was a fat person. And so when you go to create change, you really have to look at that deeper level. So I want you to think about it like this. Think about a target, like a target that you shoot kind of target, and there's four rings. The external ring is the what. So the what is a goal, like making a decision about a goal that you want to achieve. So that is your outcome-based goal. The next ring in, and if you want a visual representation of this, I there's a post on my Instagram and I'll link it in the show notes, but... The second ring is the how. So that is the process required in order to achieve that goal. So that's your process-based goal. Then the third ring is the why. And that is, of course, a fundamental reason why achieving this goal is very important to you. And creating a why and attaching some meaning and emotion to it is a really imperative and importive, important part of creating change because if you don't know why you're doing it, you will give up very, very, very quickly. And then the last, the inside of the target, and this is something that a lot of people forget to do or don't know how to do or don't focus on at all, is the who. And the who is the beliefs and behaviors that you need to embody in order to achieve that goal. So I guess going back to my fat as an identity example, when I still believed like who I was, was a fat person, then my behaviors, like I said before, my behaviors represented that belief and who I thought I was. And so not only do you have to set a goal work out a process, understand why you're doing it. But literally the most important part of the process is looking at your beliefs, looking at who you are and who you believe you are, and then working out who you need to become in order to achieve that goal. So again, using my example, I needed to become the person who focused on their nutrition, who educated themselves on nutrition, who went to the gym or at least moved their body and went for walks and became more active. I had to become the person who believed I could do it, which at that time was really fucking hard. I had to literally shift my identity because then when I was going to the gym and eating healthy and not drinking, then who the fuck was I? Because I had this identity that I'd formulated for so many years about who I thought I was And when I was doing the opposite, well, who the fuck am I? And I almost went through a bit of an identity crisis because I had a lot of people being like, you know, I went from like the party girl to someone who I would still go out, but I just stopped drinking. And I had a lot of people say to me like, oh, you're no fun anymore. You're so boring now. And then I was like, but hang on, this is the real me. So if I'm not drunk, fucking idiot version of me, And people are now saying that I'm boring. Does that mean I'm boring when I'm not drunk? And does that mean that me at my core, who I actually am, is not good enough? Or like, you know, so there was just this huge identity crisis that I went through because suddenly I wasn't who I had been and I was 
becoming who I really wanted it to, um, who I really wanted to become, but people don't like change and people didn't like the fact that I was changing. And so then it sent me into this spiral. Anyway, so who you are or who you need to become rather and the behaviors and habits that you need to embody is such an incredibly important part of the process and such an important part of actually being able to create change. So James Clear says that true behavior change is identity change. So it's about becoming someone. It's about identifying who you need to be, who you need to become, who you need to embody in terms of the behaviors and habits that you need to embody to become the person that you want to be. And so in that instance, then it's not about losing weight. It's about becoming a healthy person or it's not about writing a book. It's about becoming a writer. And if you become a writer, what does a writer do? They get up every day and they fucking write. When you're doing that, you're a writer. Or when, like, to become a healthy person, well, what does a healthy person do? They get up, they move their body, they, you know, choose the healthier food option over not, um, they drink their water, they get their sleep, so or they make sure they're getting enough sleep. And so it's not then about the what, it's more about who you need to become. Because when you shift your beliefs and then, of course, associated behaviors, then you can really create fucking change because you're no longer the version of you who did the old behaviors. You're becoming the version of you who does the new behaviors. And by shifting that internally, then your behaviors are going to represent that. And so your your how, your process-based goals, what you actually need to do becomes easier in a sense because you're becoming the person who does the thing versus doing the thing and then forgetting about becoming the person. So in that instance, then, it's incredibly important to focus not actually on what you want to achieve, but who you wish to become. So within the process of me setting two to three goals in these two areas of my life, yes, I've set my goals in terms of the outcome that I want to achieve. Yes, I have outlined a process required in order to achieve those goals. Yes, I've become incredibly aware of why it's important to me to get up every fucking day and commit to those goals. But most importantly, I've outlined the beliefs, behaviors and habits that I need to commit to in order to become the person who achieves the thing. And so for you, when if you've already written down your goals or if you haven't done it yet, I strongly encourage you to become really, really clear on a couple of things that you want to focus on. And secondly, so, so yes, write down the what, the how, the why, but then most importantly, I really want you to sit and think about if I was already this person, if I was already the person who loved myself or who had lost the weight or who had a million dollar business or who started the podcast or got the promotion or had the relationship, like whatever it is that you're looking to achieve. If I was already that person, how would I be thinking? What would I be believing about myself? How would I be acting? How would I be showing up for myself? What time would I get up? What time would I go to bed? 
how would I be communicating? How would I be, how would I, I think I already said it, but be showing up for myself. What books would I be reading? What people would I be interacting with? How would I be living my life if I was already that person? And then reverse engineer what you need to do on a daily basis in order to focus on the process of becoming the person who's already achieved the goals. And as a slight um, addition, and I think I'll do a whole episode on manifestation, but as a slight addition, a really helpful tool is to act as if, so first of all, act as if it's already happened, but think as if it's already happened and visualize it already being yours and knowing that it's already yours and making sure that you're really solidifying the belief in yourself and the trust in yourself that what you want is already there and it's already yours. And then, of course, you'll start to act as if, you know, you are the person that's already achieved it. So that is it. That is all from me today. I really just I I want to see massive change in 2021. And if you did listen to the New Year episode, then something that I did say is just making sure that you're focusing on what you can control because we don't know the context of 2021 just yet. We don't know how long this shit's going to go for. We don't know if we'll go back into a lockdown, come out of a lockdown, when that's going to happen, if that's going to happen, when borders will open, when like what we, (laughs) we just don't fucking know at this stage. And so when you can really focus on what's in your control, which is your behaviors, your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions, your actions, then you're going to feel much better anyway. And of course, it's a lot harder in lockdown and just be kind to yourself in that whole process. But make sure that you are working on improving yourself because when life goes back to normal, if you've already developed these habits and beliefs and routines and um, thoughts and emotions and all of the things and you are well on your way to becoming the person that you want to be, then you're going to feel a lot better. So making sure that you're being realistic about the amount of goals that you're setting. And secondly, making sure that you're really, really, really focusing on who you need to become in order to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. So I hope this episode was helpful. I love talking about this shit. I don't know if you can tell this episode um, is a little bit longer than most of my episodes because I could continue to talk about this for days, but I think I've definitely gotten my point across. So hopefully it helped and it it resonated and uh, tag me on Instagram or shoot me a DM if you are undertaking this process and I would love to connect further there. Other than that, thank you so much for listening. I love you and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did find it super valuable and want to shout it from the rooftops, make sure to screenshot, post and tag me on Instagram so I can stalk the shit out of you and we can connect some more. I just want to say a massive thank you for your time and your ear holes today. I'm incredibly grateful that you chose to listen to my podcast. To make sure that you're notified of the next episode, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss a single episode from me. And to leave you today, go out there and be wild. Just fucking love yourself. I dare ya. That's all from me today, friends. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye!